Welcome to the One Mic, One Voice show, building the collective conscious. Show that's created to give space where your voice, idea, and informed opinions can be heard, appreciated, and yay, debated. I am Michael Eric Owen. Hello out there in podcast land. How's everybody doing? Uh, it's Sunday, man, and uh, the sun is shining, and it wouldn't even help if I complained. But I do complain, though. I mean, it's human nature, right? But, folks, I'm glad that you are here with me today to get into this show. And I've wanted to, I've wanted to, uh, ever since this is the second week of the trial of uh, Derek Chauvin, and I wanted to comment last week, but, of course, it was Holy Week and family time and all that, so I... I thought I'd take a break, but uh, they're in the second week of uh, this particular trial. And the entire world is focused all over. There's reports that's been covered all over the world. And um, the outcome will tell us a lot. It will tell us a lot. This particular podcast is America on trial, Derek Chauvin. Because I really believe that the outcome of this trial says something about this country. It speaks to not only the present moment or the current predicament, but it speaks to the history, um, the challenges, the difficulties, the setbacks of America. The system of America is on trial. I just don't mean the police system. I mean the system, the democracy, quote unquote, in which we live in a democratic society is on trial. And we've seen how these things have went before. But I, if, you, if you've been paying attention, and I really don't know how you cannot be, and I know a lot of this is happening during the day, but I think the media is also doing a very good job of not only covering it, but recapping the important, the highlights, so to speak, of what's going on in this country with this trial. But we have seen the horrific videos and pictures um, I don't know. I, a lot of stuff one can become numb to, but the torture of this man, um, the pleading of his life by himself and others, I don't think, I just don't think you can get numb to that. I think if you come into the situation where um, you have no empathy, then something like this will never bother you. However, I think if you 
have an ounce of empathy or sympathy or understanding of people's pain and loss and grief. You cannot be numb to what our eyes see. And I hear some people say, I just can't watch it. It's too painful. And yet, while I agree with that statement, and it's a, it's a logical one, it's an easy conclusion to come to. I, I, I'm, I'm with you on that. I'm, I'm in agreement with you on that. But I would say to you, that's the wrong. That's the wrong strategy. What about Floyd's family? What about him? What about those that witness this horrific crime, murder, assassination, lynching, torture? What about those? What about that nine-year-old girl that testified, that witnessed that? Aren't we obligated? Aren't we obligated to engage that, to experience that? Isn't it wrong for them to be the only ones to carry that anguish, that burden? And we could never have the full impact because we were not present. But they were present. So I say to you today that while that may be logical to say I just can't watch it, I just can't get into it because it's too painful. Why that is logical, it's not the right thing to do. We say we want social justice. We want social change. Can we turn our backs on the ugliness of that which we want to overcome? No, we can't. We have to embrace the pain, the loss, the suffering, the tears. If we truly want to be soldiers for this cause, a soldier is trained. A soldier is just not tossed out into battle. They're trained. They're prepared. There's a strategy. There's a a suit of armor. There's procedures. Folks, embracing this is our further preparation. Feeling that pain and that loss and that disgust, that is our preparation for our endurance. You see, if you can't handle this, you can't handle. You can't handle taking down a system that has oppressed people for hundreds of years, a system that enslaved people. If you can't handle this, watching, being an observer, how can you participate in the liberation of that which took the life of George Floyd? That may be convenient, but we cannot do that. You see, America is on trial. For some people, this is simply a moment, a a time step or simply an event, something that happened. But for others, it is the continuation 
of oppression, abuse, violence, and ultimately death. It is a continuation. It's not a separate event. It is connected all the way back to 1619 when those first Africans arrived. It is connected to the fear, the subjugation, the dehumanization, the lack of humanity and the sense of simply being property and tossed out when there is no further use of you. It's a continuation. You see, in the reality of black and brown people, in their circumstances, it has never stopped. It has never stopped. It's uh, Amon Aubrey and Breonna Taylor and Mike Brown and Eric Gardner and Trayvon Martin and Sandra Bland. And, and the list goes on and on and on and on. It is all connected. It's a terrible mistake, folks, to think that somehow this is not connected. It's the same abuse of authority and the lack and the lack of understanding that black and brown people are human too. Nine minutes and 29 seconds. We thought eight minutes and 46 seconds, nine minutes and 29 seconds. The knee was on the neck. The knee was on the back. And if you saw, I mean, if you saw the totality of those nine minutes and 29 seconds, it wasn't just the pressure on him and on his neck. It was the refusal to let a man breathe, to turn him on his side, to push his handcuffs even farther into his already compressed body and chest against the asphalt, his face pressed against the asphalt. And his inability to move and to breathe, you could see his struggle, him pushing against the pavement to get a breath of air, him putting his knuckles against the car tire to push himself up so that he could simply breathe. And then we saw when he went lifeless, the officers still did not show mercy. Nine minutes and 29 seconds. You see, the promises of America are yet again on trial. I mean, this has happened throughout history where black and brown people have only brought to the attention of America's promises. Not promises that black and brown people have made but that what these founding fathers and the documents that we say regulate this country, those promises, we have pointed to them. Yes, 
we have pointed to them and reminded America of its promises. And they have failed. The promise of the 14th Amendment, no state shall make or enforce any law which shall abridge the privileges or immunities of citizens of the United States. Nor shall any state deprive any person of life, liberty, or property. Life, liberty, or property without. This is the key. Without the due process of the law. That means police officers cannot have a license to kill. Can't have a license to kill. This trial, oh man, it's going to answer that question. Nor deny any person within his jurisdiction the equal protection of the law. There's due process of the law, and then there is equal protection of the law. I ask you the question. Was Brother Floyd, did he, was he protected? Was there a process by where the law dealt with him? Where he went before a jury of his peers? And and keep in mind, all of this was over what? An alleged $20 counterfeit bill. Is it against the law? Yes. Does it carry the death penalty? No. <laughs> but I guess but I but I guess somehow those who are protected in the system can determine who gets the death penalty or not. And it seems to me that black and brown folk are the mostly the ones that get the death penalty. Brother George was executed. America has never lived up to some of these promises, many of these promises. But this one, this one in particular, the one that says you are a citizen, the one that doesn't say you're a foreigner, the one that doesn't say that you are an immigrant, the one that says you are a citizen, with every right and privilege and protections of any other citizen, regardless of your race, your socioeconomic status, your gender, regardless. Because what? We promise you, you are a citizen. And as a citizen, we will protect you. We will ensure that you have due process. Why? Because you are a citizen. You are an American. An American. An American. What does it mean to be an American? When, 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 when Americans are at the throat of other Americans and who they deem not worthy enough to even kneel underneath that flag. America is on trial. Wasn't Brother George an American citizen? Did he get due process? 
was he protected by the law? No, he was executed by those representing the law. Think about that for a moment. How ironic is that? The very people that should be protecting him and ensuring that even if he has done something wrong, there is a process through which he must go for that verdict to be rendered. But that verdict was rendered, though, nine minutes and 29 seconds. The verdict of execution was rendered. Never lived up. Families and communities have been devastated by this failure. Some, some, some people might even call it a lie. That it's a lie that black and brown people can't even consider themselves citizens in this country. That's like me saying I work for a company, but they, don't, they won't pay me. Do I really work for that company? If they won't give me what they have promised me, I sign an employment agreement that say I make X amount of dollars every two weeks, an annual salary, so many days off, vacation days, sick days. I sign all of that. We go into an agreement. But then the company says, no, you don't get any of that. Do I really work for the country, for the company? Now, what America has, right, has, has given us a contract. And we've signed that contract. Some of us, like myself, I signed that contract with 13 years in the Navy. Signed that contract, but yet they will not fulfill their end of the bargain. Mm. Our congressional leaders, our mayors, our council people, our local clergy folk, they won't fulfill that contract. They're in charge of that contract. The leadership, the stewards of our democracy, the stewards of the community that lead the community, they are more concerned about their own self-interest than they are about hmm, the least among us. He was apprehended, tortured, and murdered over an alleged counterfeit $20 bill. How is this possible? It is possible because we have never dealt with the historical racist problems that we have. And we have allowed for white supremacy to rule our national, state, and local governments for generations. We can't. We can't expect a different outcome when history tells us differently. What what about this trial? I hear people say, man, we got so much video. I just can't believe he he, he can get off. Mm. You don't believe that? Well, we had video with Terrence Crutcher down in Tulsa where the brother was shot, didn't have anything. Officer Shelby, what happened? She's still somewhere else on the police force. Okay. 
Um, I believe that's what maybe I'm mixing it up with with uh, Amon Aubrey, but she's she she's doing her thing. So, what gives us confidence that the system, that the contract, that the Fourteenth Amendment, that all of that is already failed because he's dead. It's already failed, Brother George. He's dead. But what about the ex-officer? Will there be accountability for the fail promised to Brother George? I guess we will see. I guess we will see. It is possible because we are afraid to deal with our past. You can't move forward if you don't deal with your past. Even in your personal life, if there are things that are holding you down, gripping you, memories, bad experiences, bad decisions, you cannot move forward in a healthy way, get into healthy relationships, make right decisions, if you have not dealt with your past. Yeah. Only then can you leave it behind because the past is very present when it's not dealt with. Matter of fact, it's almost like you're living in the past, right? Like you never got out of it because you never faced it. Yes, it's ugly. It's painful. It's difficult. It's challenging. America's past. But how long will we play this game? How long will we continue to do the same things over and over again knowing we're going to get the same result? How long will we elect people into office that make the same promises but never come through? How long? It seems like we're we, we, we're, we're fine with the dysfunctionality of our country. We're fine with what happened to Brother George. We're fine with mass shootings. We're fine. Just as long as it's not me. As long as it's not one of my family members. Yeah, that's terrible, but you know what? That's okay. As long as it's not us. You see, it's all about us. Whatever you've been taught about individuality and all about picking yourself up by your own bootstraps and all of that stuff, all of those lies, it's about us, the collective, how we interact, how we treat each other. how we walk together, how we understand each other, how we build one another up, not tear each other down. It's not just about you. It's not just about me. It is about us. Mm. Listen, folks, let me go ahead and I don't have much longer, but I'm going to take a, 
I'm going to take a quick break. And uh, we're going to come back. I'm going to finish this thing up. And, um, yeah, I might even dance a little bit. Yeah, I can't, I can't, I, it's too dangerous to get out in the clubs. I don't go to clubs anyway, but you know, back in the day, but I can dance myself. I'll be right back. This is Michael Eric Owens, host of the One Mike, One Voice show. I want to give a shout out to all of our listeners all across the globe. Thank you for your undivided attention and for your conversation. You can catch us every Sunday on YouTube, 1230 p.m. Central Standard Time. And you can also catch us on Podbeam, Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, on any one of those lovely, wonderful podcasting platforms you love to listen to. Please always remember, you can change the world. It's your choice. America is on trial. Yeah. What do you have to say for yourself, America? How will you defend your past and your present? What stories will you tell? Mm. What sleight of the hand will you show us? Yeah. America is on trial. <laughs> it's a funny thing to uh to say actually that America is on trial. But we've seen the shattering over the past uh Actions of the, I like to call it the summer of protests. We're not done. We're not done. On May 25th, 2020, we saw two Americas on display. One America acted according to its design, its system, its true nature, and the action of those officers. So this is what I want you to understand. That was not, people want to say, oh, that was, that, that's not what police officers do, folks. Folks, come on. Come on. This was something that was captured. This was something that we could not turn away from. All, if, if, if all of the I would say the the worst of what we've seen, it all collided on that day. It was televised, so to speak. 
So this is how the system operates. The system apprehends you. It subdues you. And then it oppresses you. And eventually it kills you. You see, the other America, where they're echoing the groanings and pains of past generations in their quest to be seen, treated, protected, and valued as human beings. George Floyd was trying to be seen. Those that were advocating for him was pleading with these officers to see this man's humanity. They were pleading with these officers to show an ounce of compassion for another human. For their brother. Aren't we all part of the human race? Yet one group is powerful, resourceful, and unaccountable. That's three very dangerous things. Powerful, resourceful, and unaccountable. How do you stand up to something that is powerful, resourceful, and unaccountable? The truth is you don't. The other group is vulnerable, weak, and invisible. Those were the two Americas that were on display March 25th. Those are the two Americas that exists today. One that is powerful, resourceful, and unaccountable. One that is weak, vulnerable, and invisible. That's what our country has been divided into. And Black and brown people for generations have been trying to get you to see and hear and understand this predicament. Yeah. Mm. You don't. You say I'm woke, but you know what? I, I, I can't listen to this thing. Oh, I can't watch. It's too much for me, child. I just I can't deal with it. But you won't. What you won't to. What you woke to is what happened to George Floyd. So many of you, that was your day. That was the day you got up. That was the day the scales fall from your eyes. That was the day the veil was lifted. That was the day the sun shined. That was the day you became enlightened, according to you. Yet, it's too much. Too much. Walk a day in my shoes. Spend some time in my life. Then I want you to tell me what's too much. The question is, which America 
are you in? You see, some of y'all are straddling the fence. Yeah. Yeah. Some of y'all are lukewarm. Oh, it is Sunday. I read somewhere in the book, it said, don't be lukewarm. He'll spew you out of his mouth. You can't be in both worlds. Some of you want to put up the Black Lives Matter sign and some of you want to go to the protest and put up a sign. And But when the pain sets in and the suffering sets in, minus the adrenaline rush, minus all of the passion and all of support that's surrounding you, or you want to put it away for a little bit. Some of you are only woke because it's convenient for you. You know it. You know it. Some of you are opportunists and you've dropped on the bandwagon because it is popular. What happened to George, George Floyd is not about popularity or trendy or a new fad. It's about the age-old abuse of black and brown bodies since the origin of this country. Which America are you in? What does the outcome of this trial tell us about America? Let me break it down for you like this. If he is found guilty, what does that mean? This is what it means. Now, let me, let, me, let me first say that some of you, if he's found guilty, will think that just like when Barack got elected, somehow we've turned a corner. Somehow people have discovered that they can't treat black people like this anymore. Do you know that there's been multiple black men murdered since George Floyd? Racial profiling haven't stopped. Harassment hasn't stopped. Stereotyping, demonization hasn't stopped. So before you think that even being found guilty changes something let me drop this into your lap what does it mean if he's found guilty it will mean that a black man needs a crowd of witnesses multiple camera footage from different perspectives a diverse group of advocates pleading for him medical experts a diverse group of seasoned attorneys defending him a world outrage and a police department that has turned its back on one of his own. But most importantly, he needs to be dead. That's what that means. <laughs> that means you need a perfect storm. Because we have been telling you for years for generations that the police 
have been killing us, beating us, choking us, shooting us, terrorizing us. But you say, no, that he should have just complied. If he just would have just did what the officer, well, George did do that. And he's no longer with us. If he is found innocent, what does that mean? What does it tell us? Simply tells us this. It's the norm. There will be nothing different about our justice system. No one should be surprised or dismayed. It says that the system is working perfectly. But most of all, it is the final act of black dehumanization. It sends a clear message that black and brown people will never, ever, ever be treated or have value in this country. Never treated fairly. Never have value. Never be seen as human. Never be seen as valuable to this country, to this world. This is just not a trial about Derek Chauvin. It is a trial about the soul of America, the future of our democracy. But furthermore, and this is what is most important. It's a trial about what world will we leave our children? Black, white, brown, doesn't matter. So while you are trying to completely engage in this trial, This is a historical event. It's a turning point. Could be. In a negative way. Because him being convicted of a crime that we know he committed, that we saw with our own eyes, how is that some great thing? We should expect that. Why? Because George is a citizen. Why? Because his civil rights were violated. Why he was murdered. We expect that. We expect for a murderer to be tried and convicted. There's nothing. But we sit back and we go, will it happen? That in itself is a problem. That tells you the system is broken when we can clearly see a murderer on trial. And we have no idea whether the scales of justice will fall towards our victory. That's where we are at. That's why this trial is so important. But don't get it twisted. Regardless of what happens 
with this individual, it would either speak to black people or it will reinforce the status quo. And what it says to black people, I've already shared that with you. It's not good. I don't know where we go from here. I really don't. I haven't given it that much thought, but I will. Because somehow, I think we need to be prepared. Either way, emotionally, psychologically, I know I I have experienced a resurgence of trauma, even with the trial. But for Brother George, for his family, for those courageous bystanders, for those trying to prosecute this case, for all of those who are concerned and outraged, I stand with you. And I go through this pain. And I go through this deep trauma. Because I'm in this. I'm not woke. I have already been awakened a long time ago decades ago America is on trial Hmm. not just Derek Chauvin what will it tell us about America because history will speak of us Somewhere in the distant future, a scribe will reach down deep into the archives of our time. And what will she find? Will she discover that we overcame our differences? Will she find that out of many, we became one? Or will she find that we solved nothing and remain a divided peoples? Yes, history will speak of us. We can be the change that's in our life All we gotta do is work together We gotta raise our children better We gotta stop the hate, stop the hate And spread the love One mic, one voice You can change the world, it's your choice One mic, one voice you can change the world, it's your choice. One mic, one voice. You can change the world, it's your choice. One mic, one voice. You can change the world, it's your Thank you for downloading the One Mic, One Voice show. Take a moment and subscribe and share. You can find us on Spotify, iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, or any other podcasting platform. Thank you for your continued support and for your voice. You can change the world. It's your choice. The views, thoughts, and opinions expressed on the One Mic, One Voice show are not the views, thoughts, and opinions of our sponsors.